Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Father Longlegs. You know me, Daddy T. We're almost at the end of 2022. Very wild, which you know, every year I do a clip show. Am I going to skip it this year? No, I'm going to do it, okay? Whether or not anyone has asked for it. It's been a nice way to reflect back on everything we recorded this past year. Um, speaking of which, if you are a confidant, new, old, or medium, I don't know. Let me know if you had any favorite moments from this year. You can just casually DM me, you know, at Real Father Longlegs. That's the Instagram account for the pod, or at Teresa Lee Bot. That's my personal comedy account. Or if you want to get all formal with it, email me. At tell me anything pod at gmail.com. Speaking of which, I got a couple more shows coming up before the end of the year. Um, December 10th at the UCB Franklin, I will be hosting Genre Cram. Yep, that's true. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I said that so weird. Um, I'm uh, putting together a 24-hour John Cram show. It's a sketch show written, rehearsed, produced, performed all within 24 hours. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'll be posting all the links in that on my website, TeresaLeeComedy.com slash shows. December 14th, if you are in the Highland Park area, Casina Filipina, there's a real fun show called Motherland. I will be on it. It's a good fun show. Great Filipino food. Come and hang. It's a vibe. If you haven't yet subscribed or rated this podcast five stars, but you are enjoying it right now, hey, great time for you to go do that while I finish the announcements. Be much appreciated. Um, you know, this podcast has been running for a few years. Every year, I'm like, am I going to stop doing it? I don't know how much longer I will keep doing it, but I would love to continue doing new projects and take um, all y'all confidants who have been with me from the beginning to that next level. Um, but, um, you know, let me know if you enjoy it, because it's, 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 it's a thing I enjoy doing a lot. It's a passion project of mine, um, and I know it's very strange talking to the microphone. I know you guys are listening, because I hear your comments here and there, but it's, it, can be, um, it can be lonely. So let me know if you're enjoying the show, you know, with a five-star review. You, know, you can even ping me and let me know you wrote it, or you can remain anonymous, whatever. I don't mind. Um, very much appreciate it, trust me. We are small fish in a big-ass pond. So um, that's really the announcements for today. I'm very excited for you to listen to this episode. Um, we will be taking next week off, but then we'll be back in December with a couple new guests and then the end-of-the-year clip show. And as usual, taking a end-of-the-year hiatus, um, which uh, will probably be the last two weeks of December leading into January. All right, so hope you guys are all staying safe this holiday season. You know where to find me. Enjoy this episode with Kathy Cow. You can tell her, you can tell her anything. She's a real good listener. You can tell her anything. Hello, it's your girl, Father Longlegs. You know me, Daddy T. This is You Can Tell Me Anything, the podcast where comedians confess something they want to get off their chest. Very excited to be joined here today by visiting comedian from all the way from Canada. Um, she's done Just for Laughs, which is a very prestigious comedy festival. We did a online comedy show together during the pandemic. Give it up for Cassie Cow. What's up? Yay, thank you. I'm good, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, we did a, um, uh, I guess I won't say the name of it because I'm like, I don't even know if it's what the deal is with it. <laughs> you might know more than me. Maybe we'll have to talk off off the air but uh we did a bizarre yeah. comedy special on zoom yeah. during the pandemic um but it was fun i was very flattered was to be invited because i i think what had happened is i had just gone viral on twitter and then i got invited to this like la show and i was like oh, i nice. made it i'm doing great this pandemic oh, is going flew, great for oh me. from on on zoom or, yeah 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 nice yeah. was it hot tub was it what was it hot tub no, 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 the, this one. Oh, that LA. Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. this one. Oh, gotcha. Oh, yeah, it was well, a Seattle show, but yes. It oh, was, was it? LA. I guess I was oh, in LA. Some I, of us were in I LA. I have no idea. Um, I was just like, Americans know about me now. What a wild no, time. No, we do. <laughs> and what a way for us to be introduced. Um, I like to start by asking my guest for a good confession. It's not like a juicy confession. It's really just like something positive as an icebreaker. Like, just think like humble brag, one quick line, whatever. Oh. Something that you're excited about or feeling good about. Or you, it could oh. be your own achievement. It could be something you want to hype up. There's something good you want to confess. Um, I suppose it's November now. So it's coming up in mm. December. It'll be... 
I believe, five years since I quit my day job. Ooh, congratulations, that's huge. Thank you, thank you. Did you quit to do comedy? Um, like both yes and no, you know? Okay. I mean, the things did coincide, like, almost exactly. You were just like, I'm done with this, I need something new, and then you found comedy? Kind of. I just, when I quit, well, the thing is, is like, I didn't have a plan. Like, it did end up okay. working out and it does look like I quit to do comedy, but in the actual moment when I quit, all I was doing was open mics. I had no agent, I had no money. Like but it that's wasn't. how you start, yeah. <laughs> you need to free the time first, yeah. That's totally what I think. Well then you did, because I'm not saying did you quit because someone else told you to do comedy, but you quit to have time to do comedy. Um, well, I mean, I quit because I didn't like my job. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then you found comedy. Yeah. But it worked out. Well, so. I was doing, I was already doing a lot of stand-up at the time, so I was really grinding myself to death because I was working nine to five and then doing comedy mm -hmm. eight to three in the morning every night. Damn, yeah. So I was already, like, very loopy about it, and then my boss, like, I, I don't know, she, like, called me in to be mad at me for something, and, and I was like, like I quit. Okay. I don't even need this. Ah, <laughs> well, that's all good feeling. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah, I, I had, a, like, a day job in entertainment when I first graduated um, mm. but it was also similar like once I was getting busier doing like show mics mostly not shows yet um, I ended up being like I'm gonna quit to just like waitress so I can have more time to do comedy mm. felt weird but that's always like the way like when you have that thought I say just as soon as you have the thought do it obviously there's logistics involved but the thing is it never gets that much easier so it's true and you try have it now you know like you have to like do it and then you yeah. figure it out yeah that's that's most of what i say i'm like it's not like it's gonna be easy it's just if you think you're gonna do it later and it's gonna be easier just do it now that's true and then if you think it's not for you then find out now that's to yeah right? that is also what i thought is i was yeah. like oh i'm already in my like later 20s and i was like i honestly should have done this when i was 19 or whatever but since that's it. Like I might as well try it before I have like kids and a family and a mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of good to have life experience before. Um, Cause I mean, so I used to be a, like envious of people who started comedy in high school. I'm like, Oh, I wish I did that. Mm -hmm. But really like having job experience and like mm -hmm. contacts outside of comedy that always carries you through life a little bit better. So. Yeah. I also think you just like know how to be a person a little bit better. Yeah. Right. Like I already still think I have like some, like social edges that aren't as smooth, but certainly if I was 18, like I'd be burning bridges left and right. Yeah, you know? same. Like, I'd be like, I don't need anything. I'm gonna be famous. Yeah. Um, and then be like, I need a job. Um, well, thank you for sharing that. That's very exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. I like to add, so this podcast, I kind of told you this, but in case you didn't know, it's based on, I mean, it's inspired from um, therapy because I started going late in my life, like in my 20s, as a first-generation Taiwanese-American. Um, it wasn't a thing that like I was exposed to until I moved to New York. So I felt like it just w opened a new world of being able to just be honest and authentic and be seen and heard. Yeah. So that sort of led me to like wanting to do a confessions podcast. So I like to ask my guests, um, what's your experience with therapy? Do you go or do you have like a routine, um, like a confidant, or what do you do mm -hmm. sort of to navigate like when you need to like talk things out there's no right or wrong answer it's just helpful to like hear everyone's experience yeah whatever you're comfortable no with. i love this i feel like there's such a good trend of asian people being aware of therapy now i know right? i uh yeah <laughs> i think just being asian is like trauma in itself you know <laughs> just like having an asian family we do carry generational trauma that i thought about more as i've kind of resented my parents left it's like oh yeah like at one point they had to leave a country and yeah. then before that their parents left a country so it's like hmm. yeah 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 <laughs> um no i've been going to therapy so, well i had a, a big mental breakdown while i was in university when i was 21 and it was yeah okay. yeah i was at uh, mcgill in in montreal oh cool yeah where the comedy festival it's is cold yeah <laughs> it is very cold um so after that, I mean, it was like a big mental breakdown. Like I had to drop out of school for a while and all that. And then after that, I went to do therapy. Um, and I've been on and off therapy uh, since I was 21. But then Were you aware of like therapy and the whole mental health spa space when that happened? Or you kind of like, that was your way in? No, like I had to be hospitalized because I was having um, like panic attacks so severe that the doctors were like, maybe try cbt gotcha. yeah <laughs> wow i mean it, it totally changes when you have the language or at least understanding that you're not alone right but yeah yeah because i got panic attacks growing up and i had no idea what they were and then people started just throwing that out like i have anxiety i have panic attacks and i was like mm -hmm. is that what i have like, yeah what? it's true i remember it was i was already i'd already started comedy and there was one day where i was having a panic attack 
and it occurred to me in the moment that I was having a panic attack, oh. right? Like, I feel like you go through so many years where you have panic attacks and then you just think you're dying yeah. because that's what it is. And you're like, like freaking out and it makes yeah. it worse because you don't know why. Yeah. yeah, you're just like, oh, I'm dying. And I did that for years. I would be like, I need an ambulance and to go to the hospital. And then one <laughs> oh. day I was like, oh, I've done this enough that I actually know I don't end up dying yeah. at the end of this. <laughs> that's so helpful to know. And it, it's ironic to have like, to tell anyone who's going through it the first time because it's like, you're going to be fine. They're like, how do you know? Yeah. And you're like, oh, trust me, it gets worse. Yeah. That's usually, <laughs> <laughs> I had a guest on, uh, oh, and Ethan Eng, it was uh, another episode of this pod, but he's a filmmaker and he's like 19 now. Mm. But he was talking about, you know, just be getting through the dark days or whatever. And, you know, now he's in a better place. And I was like, yeah. And what you kind of learn as you grow up is like, oh, it'll get worse, but then better, then worse. And, and, and he's like, oh, God. I'm like, oh, I mean, sorry to break it to you, but it's, yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah. things go away. It's just you do kind of learn how to handle it a bit more. Yeah. I <laughs> I mean, I think <laughs> that's just like life, right? Yeah. Like life's not great. You do get better at it. It's like, you know, you're we're practicing how to be a I person. I know. I feel yeah. like it's like uh, if I was an Instagram post, I would be like, uh, life doesn't get better, but you get better. Oh, well, that's sweet. Yeah. It's, I think it's like, yeah, life is not neither good or bad. I'm, I'm not Buddhist, but that's the closest I, uh, I like that philosophy of like, so I like that feeling of like, you can control yourself. You can't control the environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, but you can yourself. be better at dealing with yeah, it. Yeah, it's like a car. You could be a better driver. Yeah, for sure. But you can't control the weather. No, everyone else is still going to be a bad driver. Yep, yeah. Someone <laughs> might still hit you, but you could maybe have a better You should, you have insurance. Yep, have insurance for sure, yeah. Um, okay, uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll get your confession. And we're back. Mm-hmm. Cassie, the time has come. Okay. Is there anything you would like to tell me? Um, I just went through a really big breakup. Oh, okay. Um, like... How, how big and how just? Six months ago. Okay. So, so it's probably big because that's a while ago in small breakup terms, but big... Yeah, but big, big breakup. breakup. Yeah, well, yeah, wow. big breakup in that, like, well, I thought we were going to get married, maybe. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. How long were you guys together? Uh, a year and a half. It was, uh, okay. like, we met in the middle of the pandemic, so it was very oh, distorted. Whoa, okay. Yeah. I do want to know more. Um, <laughs> obviously... I'll just let you go on, but I have so many questions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't have, like, a full story about it, but I, it was just very difficult. Well, how did you – because you got in a relationship with someone during the pandemic. Did you know yes. each other before? No. Okay, Off so you of met the app. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what was your longest relationship before that? Okay, my – well, long – okay, so my longest was three years, but we were long distance, so I feel like that artificially gotcha. really stretches it out. A lot of know? conditions. And so this was it's the one true. where, like, we did it, I found and, it. And especially during the pandemic, like, you're locked in together, like, yeah. like a year and a half is, like, six years, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what a choice. Okay, because if it just happened – okay, so now I'm doing the math. You guys, you weren't, like, immediate – you weren't with someone who went into pandemic immediately, like, I need someone. Like, it right. sounds like you, like, lived your well, life no. for a bit. And no, then, no, no. I mean, oh. that's very, like, lovely of you to assume that of me. But, okay, so I had been dating <laughs> – I had been single for a really, really long time. Okay. And then I got into a relationship just before the pandemic, like Ooh, September, okay. October of 2019. Gotcha. And then moving into the pandemic. So I was with that person. Were you living together? No. Okay. And then that, we... I mean, that's just like the timing sucks. It's really not right. any fault, buddy's fault. Right. And then we broke up that fall. So we had... With that person, I dated for a year. So you made it through a good chunk of the pandemic together. But see, I broke up with him because he didn't want to live together. Right? Okay. And then, so we broke up September 25th at 11 in the morning. (laughs) I put it in my Google calendar. So you did the breaking up. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. This is interesting because... I, I I'm living with my boyfriend now, but um, we met a month before pandemic, and oh, wow. I had asked him early on to live with me because I'm a little insecure, needy bitch. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, so am I. No, oh, good. <laughs> but, and he did say no, but he said it with some reasons and more, okay. and then they made they made sense to me. It was earlier in our relationship. It was a little early to okay. say ask. Okay. I was a little freaked out about the pandemic. Um, Fair. But but I'm curious. So it's like, did you guys have a full on talk or that was just deal breaker? You're like, nah, I can. I, like, because it sounds like maybe there's more going on if you were just like, that's it. We can't. Well, yeah. Like, it was. Like, okay. So that was a relationship that was very interesting because it was very stable. Um, and I'm a very emotional person. So, like, I was really, like, charmed that this man was, like, very even, you know? Uh-huh. But then, looking back, he was just, like, very repressed and he had no emotions. So I was mm. like, yeah, it was very even. Gotcha. <laughs> um, but he, like, all the things were, were right for us to 
possibly move in together like we hadn't had any big like fights or anything mm. like we were pretty compatible but he was also looking for a new place to live okay. and like it had been up to a year and he like you know what I mean like it all would have made sense and it's not that I needed us to move in together but the fact that he was like that's not even an option like we shouldn't ah, did like he didn't a reason yeah so I asked him when we were breaking up I was like well it's like to me it makes sense like we're at the time I was like maybe 29 or 30 but he was in his 30s already so I was like listen man it's like Toronto it's the it's the same (laughs) as New York like I mean like rent is so high you know what I mean like you're in your 30s like unless there's an issue like why wouldn't we live together you know but he didn't give you a reason and he was just like I don't want to and I was like well I mean that's fair but then I don't want to keep dating you (laughs) that's tough yeah because I having been on the other end of this and we do live together I but I, but I know my boyfriend better now and it, I can, but he did give me more like communication for me to understand mm-hmm. it. But I now see that I was very like, oh, there's no, if there's no reason, then why not? But I think his reason was, uh, which I got out of him eventually, mm-hmm. I, you know, like he, now he communicates better, but um, was kind of like, I don't want the reason for us moving in together because of just the financial, which I was like, true, but also I like you. But in reality, when I asked, I was in a bind or I was like, oh, maybe I have to get a roommate. And so to me, it was like, I want it. So then that kind of helped because then we like really waited and we're like, we want it to be like, we both really want Mm -hmm. to live together, not because we need to. Right. I could get a roommate and as annoying as that is. And I was Mm -hmm. like, come on, dude. But see, Um, for me, I wasn't like I did. I was living by myself anyway. Like I still am. So So for me, I was like, I'm good. You were ready for that step and he wasn't. And that was enough to let you know, like, it's not worth investing time. Well, I think the thing is, is like when we had our talk at 11 (laughs) in the morning, I was just like, listen, dude, you're I don't know. I kind of forget now, but he was in his like maybe he was like 33 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, look, you're like in your 30s already. So like when when if not now like fine but like when do you think we would move in together do you think that we would like live together do you think we would get married do you think we would do all that stuff and he was like yeah maybe and I was like great so like maybe in the next five years and he was like no and I was like okay but you're 33 so like you think in you think by the time you're 38 we're not going to live together like how do you expect this to logistically work out Interesting. Okay, so it sounds like, so this isn't even the breakup, but it sounds like that guy was just not the one. Yeah, well, okay. this is the thing is like when we did that breaking up and I broke up with him and really because our whole relationship was very even, it's not like he did anything bad to me. I mean, his only crime is that he didn't really want to live with me, which is fine. I wasn't but like... You didn't feel sad that you weren't losing anything. You were like, mm, bye. But kind of, I assumed that I wouldn't, but I was really sad oh. in a way that like I didn't, I really didn't expect. Hey, we were all sad in 2020. So. <laughs> it's, it's true. I feel like there's a lot. There was a lot that was, was packed lot. in it's hard, to it's that hard breakup. It's hard to know how much of it was him avoiding a relationship and how much it was the world ending. Yes, yes, yes. It was also, it was, <laughs> no, you're right. It was also like October, November of 2021. Oh, yeah, so, election, so it was the election. Oh my gosh. I know yeah. it wasn't in my country, but it was a lot. It was a lot going on. Oh yeah, you guys didn't and, uh, have to deal with the... Uh, <laughs> that craziness um but I was on Twitter every day so it's not great you know it's I, I was still in it and mm-hmm. uh it, yeah so I was so sad to the point where I was like I just like couldn't be alone and I think it was like pandemic obviously so I went out dating like a psycho like That's I went pandemic psych- dating like a like psycho a lot of people I if I had been single who knows I I say that I have everyone at some point was like we need some companionship just do it safely I don't think it's that strange to look for human connection when we're right afraid the world's ending I know and I so I, I feel like so I was single for four weeks and then I got into a relationship with oh, a new wow. person okay. yeah it was very fast okay so you knew what you were looking for clearly because no I oh, just I think was sad okay I know which is why this was like mm. a really bad relationship interesting Okay, because someone told me that I can't remember who said it. If it was like a book or whatever, but someone says like the way you start a relationship often informs the way it ends. Oh, so did it end really fast? No, we were together for a year and a half. No, like the way it ended, like the, oh. the beginning of the end. You know? No, I feel or like you, the beginning the of the end was the entire thing. It was like very doomed. Okay, so it never really started. But <laughs> it was like no, no. But it was just very. Um, I would. I think it was very like emotionally Wait, are you damaging. A Taurus? What's your? Sex? I'm a Gemini. Okay, I was gonna say Gemini or Taurus. I love talking. <laughs> yeah, I just. Okay, so. I talked to so many people on these apps and I went on so many dates and I even like slept with a couple of people, which was like very like, first of all, that's not super duper my style anyway, but also like during a pandemic, like right before yeah, first and second wave, I was like, wow, I was really like, this was the extent of how I could do a hoe phase. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I was 
just dating and then getting exhausted. And it was the second wave lockdown was starting for us. And I was out in Winnipeg doing a comedy festival and they had already gone into lockdown in Winnipeg. So I was like, when I come back to Toronto, like I'm just going to stop talking to everybody that I talk to. Mm. I'm going to fully get off the apps, like not do it anymore. Okay. So I was in Winnipeg and then like, I, I don't know, like you, you've, I'm sure you've done comedy festivals or Never. just like, no, uh, yes, no. <laughs> or like just like <laughs> out of, yeah. out of yeah, town yeah, yeah. gigs and stuff. Like say, same with me being in LA right now. Like I don't do anything during the day. I just do right. my shows at night. I, and I do get, I do go in like, it's not real vacation mode cause I'm working, but I mm-hmm. do get into like horny slutty mode a little bit. <laughs> You know, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll drink a lot tonight. Maybe I'll hook up with a stranger. It's like, yeah, you just have so much time to like noodle. Yeah. Because also, like, I like to kind of save my social energy for the shows. Okay. So yeah. I'm trying to like impress somebody, or like we were doing a TV taping. So mm. I was like, I'm just not going to talk to anybody and be really bored during the day. But then you just want to be on the app and like, yeah. you know, and okay, like get yeah. attention, mm-hmm. you know? So this person, like, I, we'd matched, but I wasn't going to talk to him basically. But he was like the only one left on my on my queue because oh. I'd like so filtered he wasn't even a yeah. first, What was about him that stood out to you? He he, twenty four hour extended me on Bumble. <laughs> okay, and he had a cat. He had a he had a he had a new kitten. He had a baby cat. So, so being I was like, wanted and being yeah. able to take care of something. I mean, listen, honestly, that's yeah. truly a lot of it, you know. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. And so and then so we started texting while I was in Winnipeg, but we'd match back in Toronto, so he was back there. Okay. So we just texted for a while and so he was like literally the last person that I went on a date with because I was like I'll just meet you One and then more. and then that's it. Like I already winded down everybody else I was seeing okay. at that time. And then we met, and then here's the, the the most wild thing is we went on a date, and it was pretty boring. And after that <laughs> date, I said, you know, it was really nice, but like, I don't you think don't I don't think we need to go out, but like we could be friends. Like I like talking okay. about cats with you, you know. And then three days later, I had a mental breakdown. I had a real. I was. It was election night. It was election night. I was okay. avoiding Twitter yeah. so hard, and like. I just like was very overwhelmed about like the state of the world and I had a real mental breakdown and I was crying and like losing my mind having like a, a real psycho yeah, it was a hard time yeah yeah a real psycho panic attack it was uh-huh. Tuesday night <laughs> and then um because like we'd agreed to be friends basically he, oh you did but did you mean that because it's like I always think it's psychotic when people especially close like maybe in your teens but <laughs> you know I'm in my 30s when uh you end a first date and say I want to be friends because it's like I have friends. Yeah. Unless we hit it off really well, but I always feel like it's just a way to be nice. Right. But did you really want to be his friend? Well, at that point, like we were texting so much, and truly, we were mostly talking about cats. And I was like, I really could talk about cats okay. until the end of the earth. Okay. So like, why not? You know. Sure. But I. But it wasn't like I didn't really know him. Like I, we talked for a couple of days mm. on the app, and then we met that one time. Like I'd barely known him a week. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. So I was like, There's yeah, that excitement not? as a Gemini. I'm not a Gemini, but. <laughs> I, I understand the excitement of someone you don't quite know. Yeah. They could be the coolest person. Totally. Once you get to know them, they're not that cool anymore. It's true because they <laughs> haven't heard any of your stories yet. So yeah, you're yeah. like, you're so charmed by me. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I love this, you know? <laughs> but so, um, but just because he was like one of the people I was talking to a lot th- that day, like I, or like around that uh-huh. time. So I had my mental breakdown and I was, he was like trying to talk me through it. And I really was like, I'm losing my fucking mind. Um, and he was like he didn't know me that well so he was just like oh like you're really going through it and like I don't want you to be you know to like do something dangerous or whatever so like why aren't you just come over and like I we're not going to do anything I'm not going to take advantage of you or any of that stuff just like come so that you can be safe and then I'll like but he clearly was into you because I'm thinking to to walk through someone through a mental breakdown that told them they just want to be friends well yeah um well yeah so he's probably a water sign um (laughs) Um, okay, so but very. So then, um, so but but then I went, and to be fair, to his credit, he he did keep his whole mm-hmm. thing. You know, like we didn't do anything sexy or anything. Had you guys mm-hmm. had any like kisses before that or any physical? We'd made out, and I didn't like okay. it, and it was like a lot. <laughs> it was like really part of why I didn't want to date him. Oh my god, I feel like this convo is maybe helping you remember why it's okay to be broken up with him. But um. well, yeah, no, I'm really, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm quite. I didn't like no, out I'm really quite happy about it. I just, uh, it took it's me a hard. year and a half, which is yeah. like that was a really long time. But I think he was just very into me, and to be honest, like you know, we've all had childhood trauma it's nice to have someone be into you you know and you're just like well I can't let this go because that doesn't happen all the time 
yeah but then you yeah you find out you can be nice to yourself um, it's tr- oh my god that is really is the moral of therapy the isn't I it learned, uh, during the pandemic it was a hard lesson you can be nice to, i mean yeah, yeah that's literally what i go to therapy for it's difficult. <laughs> i know it sounds silly but i literally wrote in my like little diary like because i was beginning my relationship too and i wasn't sure if you know mm-hmm. with the world ending my boyfriend is more stable but i think he was like let me think about the world ending first mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. this relationship or your needs before I commit oh. well I mean like he, but like, I think that's very measured of him yes. I think the problem with the very guy smart. I was seeing is that he had no boundaries well see that's what I mean he like to me now I see that as a plus I'm glad he did that but at the time I'm like no drop everything and do right I'm important and he, he was know. like yeah but I don't know you that well yet and before I jump into this I and take responsibility yes. I would like to know you and That's what so I wrote emotionally down, stable of him is. honestly it's, good I, job you honestly I think he helped me learn this but I literally had to write down like if I am uh like I, I like I didn't quite love myself yet but I was saying like I love myself and mm-hmm. the person I should I be with should love me equal or more than I love me because why would I be with someone who loves me less because that would be like diluting the quality of my own love so mm-hmm. that is not how I used to think but it did take me all the pandemic to learn that so <laughs> Yeah, I I mean I think that that's so true, but I I really had a hard time with myself. At the, I like I really yeah. didn't like myself yeah, back then. And so like anybody who was like I think you're cool, I was like you're you like, do what's though. What's wrong with you? Or, yeah, or, or I was that, like yeah. yeah, I was like you do. And and then yeah, so so then I went to be fair, this was like a very like important moment in my life like he was very kind to me that night when I was truly losing my goddamn mind like he didn't try to like do anything sexy with me he like was very kind he like held me a lot and I was crying like it was the end of the world I mean it kind of was but you know crazy that you're like the bare minimum for men is like and they didn't (laughs) it's true (laughs) Uh, true. but I know that's not your point I know yeah yeah, he's kind and no no assault you and those two things together are great yeah he was very (laughs) kind to me like I do think I remember like it was such an important moment for me because I was 30 at that point mm-hmm. and went like he held me all night. I cried so much. I have so much. I have like Olympic style, like stamina same, for crying, same. you know? So I cried, arrived at his house at midnight and cried straight till eight in the morning. Like neither wow. of us slept, you know, but he held me the whole night. And then it Aww. just occurred to me that like up at, at, until the age of 30, nobody had ever held me when I cried. Isn't that so wow. sad? Gosh, I know. You know. Yeah. Wow. I yeah. I mean, I've got Asian parents. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. And but like, I've always just cried alone, which is so sad to think about. Like, it didn't yeah. occur to me until it was happening that that was the first You're time like, oh, it ever nice happened. It's nice to have someone comfort me. It's yeah, so true. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, but then I think that's why. Like, then I fell so in love with him. So he helped you find a way to love yourself, and then by default, because in that moment you felt like it's okay to cry. And, be held but he was like an external thing but it's like you can i don't know well yeah. i'm curious well, like no. what is it about because so I far mean, i, I know nothing about his personality and so it really does just sound like he is a blank canvas yeah 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 <laughs> well i just think that like okay well maybe i'll, I'll say more about the date well, that what did I you did like about him well, outside of him letting you cry <laughs> well he was Okay, so I will say a lot of it was just like he was very interested in me, which is always very flattering, you know? Sure, yeah. But he was also just like, he was very kind. He was very nice. He was very easy to talk to. He's pretty, like, he's very easygoing. Like, I can be pretty opinionated. I love talking, you know? So he was just like very complimentary to me in in those ways but the reason i didn't want to date him after our first date was that he's very boring like i (laughs) he just like he was he didn't like his job which i always think is a weird red flag Mm. that like sometimes i talk myself out of seeing red flags you know what i mean because it's like a different place than you because you had i mean your good confession was that it was a big deal to quit your job Mm. so it's like you can't walk him through that part of life. It's you true. Know, well, this is the thing is I always think it, you know, your job takes up so much of your life. It's your eight hours a day, if not yeah. more. And so what, how can you possibly live a life where you are miserable? That chunk of the day, like it's nuts yeah. to me. So well, he, some people have jobs they have to do and there's, a, but I know what you mean. There's, mm-hmm. there's the complain about it, but not do something about it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And he was very stuck in this job that he didn't like, but I was like, well, why don't you just get a new one? And he was very like wishy-washy about it so I already Mm. was like you're not like he's not very ambitious he was kind Mm. of just like very like let life kind of like take him wherever and and he was much older too and I was just like oh like I don't know you know I don't know like before me he was like dating a 20 year old and I was like that's (laughs) I mean why you know I don't know so and I remember Mm -hmm. especially on our date he 
wouldn't stop talking about this one time that he went to India when he was 21. And I was like, you're 37, though. That's your best story. Oh, <laughs> like, okay. And I was like, I don't want to hear about your travel story. Everybody has a travel you're story. Like, you would make a great friend. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, you would make a great friend because you have a kitten and you want to talk yeah, about cats. That's hilarious because I'm like, damn, do you just, were you just sad because he you couldn't have him anymore because i'm like everything you said sounds like you i didn't like it and then you're like and then i dated him for a year and a half don't get me wrong i've done that no i, I have do, dated well, a man for a year and a half i don't know my therapist <laughs> says that it was so important to me mm. that uh he was so kind to me at a time when i was having yeah. such a bad time in a way important. that nobody else had given me affection okay, that is very important that i became like hyper loyal you know that yeah, i was like okay. everything else doesn't really matter because this is so like this is oh. The only time in my life I've ever experienced that level of affection that, like, I can't, like, let it go. I don't know if I'm going to get that again, you know? Did you, throughout the relationship, become kinder on yourself? Not throughout the relationship, but since the the relationship a lot. Because I, I, yeah, it's interesting that your therapist said that, but I'm like, oh, yeah, because I've definitely, like, I feel like my 20s, I had a lot of relationships like that. And with everyone, I kind of figured out more, and then I had a big, like, relapse into the worst version and then I was like well I gotta get out of this but but he was my relapse into the worst version okay because then it takes some time to go like oh fuck like just because someone likes me doesn't fix it but yes that's what's interesting is I've never heard you say you like him you just said he liked you so so that's the thing I'm not saying you didn't but I know you're trying to be diplomatic but like it's like that's a thing there's a difference between like I like you enough because you like me but if he didn't like you would you still like him But this is the thing. I think this is where we ended up getting to is Mm. like, I think that there's a very clear distinction between liking someone and loving someone. Okay. And I will, I, I will say that I loved him, but I don't know that I liked him, you know? Whoa. Yeah. I think that's really sad because like, since we've broken up, oh, first of all, this was like the, who broke up with who? Of course I broke up with him. But <laughs> Gemini, is he a Cancer or Pisces? I feel like he yeah, I would have thought so, you know. But actually, I didn't think his sign made sense. He was in Aries. Oh, but he was not like well, at all. Si- well, that's interesting. My boyfriend's in Aries, but his um, like Moon is well. I won't say all his things, but there's a lot of water in his. Chart, and I'm like, <laughs> this is why. <laughs> I just think that like, oof. I mean. Yeah, I think looking, so yes, I was saying like when we broke up, it was so embarrassing because, you know, I was sad. I was crying a lot. It was a big deal. And then all of my friends said congratulations, which is like, so it's your tough. your friends didn't even like him. Okay. No, no. My friends really did not like him. I was, okay. I was having such a bad time. Like I think that, Damn. I think that mentally I was like, yes, A, like I wanted to be with somebody like especially like the other guy didn't want to live with me. I was like, I'm done. Like I want to be with somebody and I want to do it. And like you're good enough and you really like me which is like I'll work with it you know and uh, <laughs> and also I I don't know and he was like he was very kind to me in a way that like I really don't think anybody else was like it was a different kind of affection that I'd never experienced before and that's important it's not like everything like you learn lessons in relationship but now you learn what you like about it and this next time mm-hmm. you look for what you like without yes. the part you don't yeah it, it's interesting you said he was good enough because I when you said that I literally like like you know like that's a raven moment flash <laughs> to like how my what i work on in therapy is just always growing up not feeling good enough for my parents but mm. then on the other end when i used to be like not quite honest about me not liking someone um but then doing kind of like oh they're nice and this i should like them mm-hmm. it was almost me kind of like trying to rewrite like oh if only my parents had just saw that i was already good enough but it's not the same oh, situation but it's almost like i was trying to correct it by making it like you know, like by flipping it, like, oh, this is what actually happened. Mm. I was good enough. They are good enough. But mm. really, it's like, no, they're not good enough. You are good enough. <laughs> but these are two different things. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Oh, I don't know if I've ever thought about it in that way. Like if I was projecting back onto him in that way. But like, I think like you're trying hard. So that deserves a prize. But in relation, I think but parents I just relationship, like, you get that right. romantic. I don't think that's the way to go. Yeah, I th- I think it was just like I wanted it to work so badly mm. and I like I think that like my body knew that I wasn't supposed yeah. to do it and so I was like dying I was yeah, yeah. I was having so many panic attacks oh I was gosh. crying so much but it was kind of like I was having nightmares every day I was truly Whoa. having a full PTSD the body situation. was telling you oh my gosh but like I could like we would talk about it and he would be like but I'm not doing anything to you. Oh and I was gosh. like, it's true. He is not doing anything to me. Well, you would tell him it's because of him? 
Well, I would say like, I, well, I mean, that was the only thing that was different in my life. You know, I was like so <gasps> unhappy be, uh, since we got together. Did like, you guys live together? Um, we didn't, but I mostly, I almost pretty much stayed at his house because okay. he, like, we both worked from home and I always work from home anyway. So I just was there all the time. Okay. And, um, yeah, I just think I was having like nightmares every night <gasps> and I was like dying. Like it was the first time I had to go on antidepressants. Whoa. I was like in and out of like our um, like a mental health facility he in was Toronto. smothering you with his kindness no um, it was but no, i understand because it wasn't the right and in some ways i'm sure he knew deep down like that that's someone also kind of like in a weird pattern where they feel like if they just love you enough you'll love them back because like clearly yes. it wasn't there so how could he yes, feel it right? i think i think now especially looking back on it i think that he I don't know, like I keep saying that he's really nice and really kind, which he was in the ways that he was, but bigger picture, yeah. you know, I was dying like in front of his eyes. Like he was seeing Dang. how much of a hard time I was having. And I just think it was still like, I think he he was kind, but he was also selfish to like not let me go. It wasn't honest. That's yeah. I think because it's like one thing to be like a not quote unquote nice guy, you know, to be like, I mean, do all, all of the right things. But relationships are different from friendships, right? Like it's yeah. so intimate and it's like this, you, it's a choice. And so for someone to go, oh, I'm just going to not do anything wrong and therefore you can't be mad at me mm. when it's relationships are, you're both building something together. Yes. You can't just be like, you're having a hard time with that, carrying that brick over to build. But as long as I don't like knock it out of your hand, you, but it's like, you're trying to build something together. Yes. So like, if it's not working, like you should be true. working on it together. Yeah. And I, I just can't believe like there were so many times when I was like, I want to break up, not because you did anything so wrong, but just, up. yeah. Oh, const that's why I kind of say like okay. the end was the he beginning. He didn't really let you, or he was like, and well, he why? would Yes. And he would beg me to not to, and he would be like, you have trauma, you have PTSD, which is true, but it was also a little gaslighty, you but know? He probably did too. Cause it's like, what's so hard about accepting a breakup? Mm -hmm. you say totally. what you want and him just giving it to totally. you totally and then he just like wouldn't let me break up with him and at that time like it's not that I wasn't in love with him you know I really was like maybe I'm fucked so I was like maybe I gotta work on it but no we all have things to work on it's not it's not the breakups don't have winners or losers right like mm -hmm. I think I, I like to think everybody's a winner some people think everyone's a loser <laughs> but if you're if you're breaking up then who doesn't even matter if you're sad I mean it does matter but I mean like the point is, if one side wanted to end, mm -hmm. it was not the right thing. So yes. everybody does win because everybody yes. gets closer to the thing. Well, this is the thing. I also do think that obviously he had a lot of issues. He clearly had no boundaries, just letting some like yeah. crying like woman into his home. Too. Very codependent. Uh, this is the thing is like I worked really hard not to be codependent like throughout my 20s. And this is why I say this was my like. Oh, back. Well, yeah. and you know, we all go, we went into patterns um, during the pandemic. It's true. I had it's true. crazy panic attacks. My sister and I were living together and we split up. Now we're like on better terms, but um, you shouldn't live with your siblings in your 30s. <laughs> I've learned that, but it, yeah, we're twins too, so it's like tough. Oh, wow. But yeah, we like, you know, you just fall back into these like it's children. True. Like we became children. It's true. I did. I fell back into a pattern that I hadn't recognized since I was truly a kid. Yeah. Like I was so, so codependent and I didn't like the way that I was, you know, and I feel like since we broke up, it's been six months. I've just been like, who am I? And like, how do I get back to being a person that I like, where I'm like in control of all of my decisions and all my actions. And I want to be the type of person that I want to be, you know? Yeah. Whereas like when we were together, I was just so blindly insecure. One of my therapists mm. told me that like I was having such intense PTSD that my prefrontal cortex was just offline the whole time. And I was like, Whoa. well, that sucks for me. You know, how did they see that? Or just like, cause you're in fight, flight or. Yeah, yeah. Like, because uh, I worked with, uh, I don't know if you've ever done EMDR. Yeah. I did EMDR. Okay. So that, I did. That really changed everything. I think. Oh really? Yeah. So my EMDR therapist, I, I don't think it, um, had the effect that I wanted it to have, okay. but, uh, I did do it for a while. So, I mean, like some stuff happened, you know, and mm. she was just like, when you, um, when you're in like a PTSD flashback, like an emotional yeah. a complex PTSD flashback, she said, it's the same as just your, like you have no access to rational thought. Like right. you only have triggered, yeah. understanding of fight or flight survival. Yeah. And so you might, and she said a triggered behavior looks like bad behavior. It right? does. But isn't part of, well, didn't, I don't know, maybe it, 
uh, EMDR is like, there's different methods, but the, what helped me was then being able to um, learn how to self-soothe. Mm. And so next time, even when I was like, nah, this is, I'm going to die, I'd be like, mm -hmm. let me do the thing that I paid to do. Okay. <laughs> it did help, but it's like, my, I, I didn't believe it at first. Right. It's like, then once you do it. Right. It's like, oh, breathing does help. Right, right, right. But <laughs> I, I think um, over the year and a half, yeah. you know, like I said, for a lot of it, I just was at his apartment all the time, which was insane yeah. because like I have cats too and like I have my own apartment, you know what I mean? I should yeah. be at well, my I house learned as well. to lean on yourself when there's someone ready to catch you. Right. Well, so over the year and a half, I, you know, went through the process of basically like trying to regain my sense of self. And then I got to a point where I was like, well, you know, you're not really doing Bye -bye, much I for me. You, no. <laughs> well, no, I was just like, no, yeah, other you, found, you found out the truth that that was the true emotion all along. It sounded like yes. From the first date. That's how you felt. Yes, yeah. that's right. So I feel like I've been in this year, year and a half long, like trance almost. Wow. You were in almost that triggered state. Yeah. Like flight, flight or freeze. You were just frozen. Yes. Wow. Or fawn. That's another one too. Yeah. Was I fawn? Well, yeah. I mean, I, to be fair, I was like working really hard to, to keep our relationship yeah. together because I think that's the thing like in the end like closer to when we did break up I was working again I was taking my medication I was starting to exercise again I was like leaning more on my friends I would like decline going to his apartment I would stay in my apartment a lot mm -hmm. more and of course like as soon as I was like I want to spend time in my apartment he was like well we don't have to see each other as much like and I was it's like, not Great. really that's a telltale sign that when you said yeah to come to your place because it's like it shows that it was unbalanced to begin with the yes. balance was there because of how like because of how, how hard i work yeah yes. well and also just like part of the equilibrium for him is to have you be kind of chaotic and messy yes. like even though i'm sure it, on paper and i don't even know if it's conscious like he might even believe like we'll just if i just take care of you you'll be stable and be fine but deep down he probably knows like without mm. you needing him mm -hmm. you don't like him but i but it, it, it is true it is actually what happened you probably knew that I mean, but that's so sad because it's true. Like, I actually, you're right in that we, I took the year and a half to kind of come back to my original decision, which is I didn't really like him. And uh, it's true. Like, I worked so hard on myself. I went to therapy. I did all the things. And when I was starting to climb out of, like, my, my own depression hole, um, I was like, well, if I'm just going to stay in my own apartment and make my own decisions and mm. hang out with my friends and I have a good time with them and every time I see you we fight and I cry and I, you're boring you keep telling me that trip about India uh. then <laughs> you know yeah, it's I, not good for him either yeah but it's true like I think when you're in a codependent situation you need like one person has to need the other person that is what keeps the dependency together yeah. right and so as long as I was very sad and ill I would need him and he mm. was making me sad and ill. So then we go into a yeah. vicious pattern. But as soon as I was like, actually, I'm not sad and ill. I'm perfectly able to be happy and functional. Then he has no other. Right. Or even if you were sad and ill, he's not your savior. Like, Correct. He's not the thing. He might be a band-aid. Because it's like, I'm not saying you are, but I'm just saying, because I'm like, I, you know, what, in and out of relationships, I still have found out I still have the same issues um just sometimes they're easier to ignore right mm -hmm. but they don't go away but it does yes, sound yes. like you finally figured out i need to take care of myself and what i want yes. and he actually wasn't in that equation mm -hmm. and that's hard for him to hear but it's he probably knew it you know he knew that you know i hope so i like i my therapist says i take too much responsibility for relationships he says I, I don't let the other person take responsibility for their part of the relationship mm. so i'm trying right now to be more balanced about how I look back on our relationship in retrospect because I have a tendency of being like well I was so codependent and pushy and da da da, da like I just made this happen but now I'm trying to remind myself like he also had the responsibility to walk away when our you know dynamic was so toxic and he did not in fact he actively begged me back when I was clearly yeah. struggling and like trying to create distance between us yeah. and I think that ultimately it was very like selfish of him to want me to stay with him in a state where I was so like dysfunctional yeah that's a red flag if somebody i mean i understand wanting to get back together i've been in that boat but if over and over the relationship's not getting better and someone just keeps wanting to break up it's like that's a red flag for sure yeah i mean i can't imagine somebody like to my face being like i have to leave when i'm I, whenever i am with you i am very sad and for me to be like no i i, I for sure would be like okay like that makes <laughs> me sad but like i'm not gonna beg you back that's crazy yeah, I'm like now thinking because I'm like that's for sure something I have said, but it's more because I, I, I'll, it's not. I won't be like because of you, but I'll be like 
I just feel sad. And then I'll try to name it. I'll be like, because of this. And then usually it does lead to better situation. I'm only saying that that's very complex, uh, advanced therapy, but <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but it is like, yeah, sometimes you can get sad with or without the right people. And sometimes the right people can still make you sad because they're bringing up a situation that you have a chance to actually like dive into relearn, but it's more of the pattern. If you're doing it over and over right. and it feels the same, doesn't not getting better, then it's not good for anyone. But I really like, I feel like I was so close and I, will say I'm so thankful for all my friends who really did not want me to be with him but still stayed my friend and stayed supportive of me okay. because looking back I'm like oh I must have been so impossibly annoying to deal with but like so it, all your friends didn't want you in this relationship I think that's a telltale not sign. all of my friends but certainly a, a like especially as time went on a larger larger yeah. majority of my friends but I think the thing that did confuse me also is I had a few friends who were like you've not had a lot of people be kind to you in the past and maybe you're like fucked up because someone's being really nice to you, you know? <laughs> I think, well, friends try to like, I, everybody projects, so I'm sure they're it's like, true. oh, maybe, I mean, and you even said that, you, like you thought that part was true, but yeah. someone could be kind to you and you could also yes. be into them. So those two things can yes. be true. It just happened to be the first person well, that I, was into you or was well, kind I to you wasn't someone you were into. Yes, but I think this there is also the difference, which like you hear about on memes or whatever, but there is a difference between being a nice guy and a good guy, you know? And I don't think he was being a good guy because I don't mm. think that he was doing what was best for me. What was best for me would have been to just let me or go. Or for him. I mean, or if for we're going to break true, it down, true, true, like, true. It's, there's no good or bad in an objective way, but uh, he's not doing what's best for himself either. That's so it's true. Like, he's not being kind to himself. That's true. And also, big red flag, he would not go to therapy. I was like, Ooh, you have to. And he was like... And, and I kept doing all the things for him. Like, I would look up therapists for him. He was unhappy in his job, so I would look for a new job for him. Like, I really extended myself way beyond what I was supposed to do for him wow. as an adult person. It's almost like in some ways, and I've been guilty of being on the other side where I feel like I'm with someone who's more emotionally unavailable. And in my head, I'm like, I just want to be with you. But because they seem like they're, they're so far from working on anything that it feels like, oh, like, I'm perfect and maybe <laughs> it's opposite because you were the one going to therapy but maybe in his mind you having more breakdowns him needing comfort you made him think I'm so far yes. from needing this like someone who needs therapy is like Cassie who's crying on my shoulder yes. and I'm not crying on her yeah. shoulder and it gives them like an illusion of distance it's true. but you can't build a relationship by it's othering true. someone like you know yeah it was very very messy and uh, since we've broken up, I've been so much happier. That's great. So you said it took six months kind of to get over. Like, was it more just the residual of like him not giving you closure of like being like, yes, you can break up with me. Yes. Okay. That really was it because I spent the whole year and a half trying to break up with him and him being like, absolutely not. And if you have to, you have to like, and last summer I did break up with him kind of successfully but then not really because we just ended up because we just like, like when there's nowhere else you fall back into it yes like you I really do think like you need the other person to agree to the breakup you know See, I disagree and this is really? a hard thing because I I learned it the hard way too but because I, then they keep like coming and breakups being in are not situations relationships are agreements and a breakup True. is one person or both but the idea of a breakup mm. it's it, hopefully it doesn't feel great. I mean, there's better ways to do it, but the, what's hard about it is going, because I've been in that shoes too, like I want to break up and then waiting for them to be like, yes, I see your point. Good. Yes, that is what I wanted. Papers, but it's, it's not. True. And sometimes you have to be, I want to break up and they have to be like, I don't want to. And you'd be like, well, now it's my turn to say this is a breakup. But if you don't say that, then you have to be like, okay, agree to disagree. But then now you're in a relationship still and it's weird. So there is a moment <laughs> when someone has to make that choice. Because, it is true. Yeah. I didn't, I don't think I had it. Well, cause I just spent that whole year and a half so confused that I was like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I am broken and I have too much relationship trauma. So maybe he is being good to me. And I just like am too broken to like be able to fit in it. You know, Wow, that's t tough thoughts to think, but yeah, it's I can see how that would get in the way of like, Oh, I don't want to so then Do this unless, and sabotage, yeah. Well, so unless he agreed that it was also a bad fit, then I was like, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. But it's interesting how he didn't agree on other things, but you wanted him to agree on that. And that's the hard thing is like, mm. it takes a while, and I'm glad that you went. Oh, wow. I'm sorry that you went through it, but I've, I've been through a situation where I'm like, why doesn't this person see that I'm a good person, but we're not right and we should break up? <gasps> or I've been on the other side where they won't break up, but I, I kind of like need them to because I don't want to be the one to break up because mm -hmm. I'm like, I want this 
and then they're like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So finally, I'll have to get to the point. Where I'm like, mm-hmm. Are you breaking up with me? Mm-hmm. Like, I will do it for them, but I'm like, I know that's the worst. It's one. hard. It is the worst one when they are not into you, and you have to break up on their behalf. It's bullshit. Yeah, but the thing is, like, breakups are hard. It's hard to look at someone that you spend a lot of time with, are intimate with, and mm-hmm. nice to, and just tell them like, I don't want this and really don't want to be your friend. Like, once you break up, you can be friends, but really in that moment, you're saying, like, starting from now on, our relationship yes. changes. Yes. I choose to do this. I choose to push the button. And it's yes. a hard thing to be because sometimes yeah. they want to push it with you and sometimes you're like... I know. I just, like, I wasn't sure <laughs> because I was so messed up, right? Like, yeah. I think if I was in a place of higher confidence... Honestly, if I was in a place of higher confidence, I wouldn't have dated him at all, right? Yeah, it sounded like there was never a moment where you truly liked him and he probably knew that. And that person will probably go to therapy... Or not. Right. They'll either end up in the same situation or they'll figure out how to love themselves and find someone who likes them. Because you didn't so. give him signs of liking him in the beginning. And he still chased you. That's true. That's very true. So that's something to think about. I mean, I hope he ends up going to therapy. I found a lot of therapists for him that he... Uh-huh. He went to one to appease me. So like, I think it took him six months to from the time that I recommended a therapist to him to him booking an appointment with me just like pushing wow. him the whole way and then after three sessions he goes we agreed there wasn't much to talk about anymore oh my gosh this guy <laughs> sounds like he has a lot of issues um, <laughs> but we all have issues i'm not judging him just at least some of us are working on it um well thank you for sharing that so it sounds like you're in a better place now are you like just taking time to be single and enjoy life or are you like trying to date like what are you looking for I, I am dating a little bit. I'm very cautious, though. I'm trying not to get back into another relationship too yeah. quickly without seeing it, you know? Yeah. Without, and I've, I've turned down several people, which has made me feel very confident. Oh, that's Right? Good. Because I'm like, oh, I've learned. I've like learned all my lessons. Like, knowing what you want, not just, like, on paper, like, relationship or not, but, like, what are you looking for in a partner or, like, the, pers- the qualities that yeah. you would be attracted to outside of them liking you? I think that should be the <laughs> basic. They should like you. Yes, of course. Yeah. And then on top of that, like, what else? You know, that's, that's, well, you don't have to say, but, yeah. I, or you could, but I think, Well, yeah. but I think that, like, you, what, something you said earlier about how, like, every relationship that you go through, you kind of, like, improve mm-hmm. on the next one. And I think that's very you true. Should. Some th- people don't, but. Yes, but I think <laughs> that, like, the person, as you move through relationships, they should have all the positive qualities of the person there were before. Yes, true. And then minus the things that didn't work for Yeah, you. and you might discover something new you like or something new you don't, and then mm-hmm. you kind of gravitate towards that. I mean, so, for example, I mean, I really liked that he was very emotionally available, very affectionate with yeah. me, very patient, you know? I liked all of those things. Like, I think, he, I think he had a very nice, like, kind, patient personality, which often I need because I'm very crazy sometimes but uh but also like my boyfriend before that the one who didn't (laughs) who didn't want to like live with me he was very stable and very predictable Mm. and I liked that a lot too because I could always like I felt in in many ways I felt very secure with him because I was like I know we're gonna hang out this many times this week I know exactly what and also I I was in a weird way, I was also very confident that he wouldn't tell me something just because I wanted him to, right? Like, mm, I didn't have to be afraid. Him. Yeah, I didn't have to be afraid that he would, like, live with me out of resent. Like, if he didn't want to, he wouldn't want yeah. to. And there's a, a, a nice security in that as well. That's good. You know, so I think it's, like, the amalgamation of all of those it traits. It is, yeah. So that's, that's well said. I like thinking about that way. It's like you're kind of gathering good qualities. You start by just going towards something you like. And yes. usually when we start out that there's a ton of things we don't like involved mm-hmm. but then and then we always focus on like oh I like the bad parts I'm like oh I like the bad boy but it's like really right. you probably like that one thing you did like about him like yeah. oh he's creative or chasing his dreams yes but it's like oh but he's un- emotionally unavailable and then you start mm-hmm. going after emotionally unavailable people but really mm-hmm. you should go after people who chase their dreams it's with true. slightly less of the bad stuff well you know what I'm trying to do now is I'm trying to uh, we'll see how successful I am <laughs> but I think what I'm trying to do is not really think about the things about them uh-huh. because I think I've been I've been led astray many times. Just be in the moment. I just try to fi- figure out how they make me feel. Oh, that's good. You know, yeah, so I just think if I'm crying every day, that's probably not good. Even if I like them. Oh, I heard something on Instagram, uh-huh. and they said the way that you feel about someone is not the same as how they make you feel. Ooh, so interesting. you okay. can feel like that person is so great and you love them a lot and you want to be with them, but they make you feel like shit. That's yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So I'm trying to just be with That's someone that makes me feel good. Well, a like not crying all the time, I think, again, should be a baseline. But also, I, I think like I want to be with someone who makes me want to do the things that I already want to do. Yeah. That give me the energy to do like 
like last year when I was with him, I just stopped exercising and then I felt like shit, you know? But like I started kind of dating, talking to, to a guy recently and he's a runner. You know, okay. and uh, I I used to really like running. I'm not that great at it. I'm very inconsistent with it, but uh, I really like running. But it doesn't make you feel bad about it either way. It's like great if you do it, and, and if you don't. No. no, but this is the thing: is it's not like he pushes me to go running or whatever. But every time he goes, and he's very consistent. Yeah. Every time he goes running, I'm like, but I should go running because I think it's so great that he runs, yeah. and that makes me want to run because I want to also, you know. And then we can talk about running and stuff like that. So I'm like, oh yes, I want to be with someone who like they're just doing their own thing. But mm -hmm. my being in proximity of them also makes me want to do my own things. That's a good way to put it. Like you're good enough with or yeah. without this person. but yes. And we're always constantly trying to be our best versions with or without partners. So mm -hmm. it should be like that. It should be like not you're trying to be better for them. Correct. You're with them and they actually help you be better yes. when you want to be. But for yes. yourself. Yeah. I think like in my last relationship, the closer I was with him, the less I wanted to live my own life. Mm. You know, that's a true sign of codependency. Wow, that's deep. But I think, like, uh, I don't know. I don't want to, like, say anything too big about this new guy. But isn't he very interesting? He's yeah. a composer. Isn't Ooh, that wild? Okay. He's, like, a contemporary classical oh, that is cool. composer. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Already, like, <laughs> I know two things that are good about him. And the last the last two people you talk about, I know nothing good about them. So that's already a good sign. Um, we have a quick game to end. Yeah, is that sure. cool? All right, Cassie. Yeah. Um, thank you for sharing that. I'm sorry you went through that breakup. Um, very happy that you are out of the, yeah. the, the woods now. Yeah, thank you. Um, I want to end with this game. It's actually inspired by your Instagram bio. which Mine? Yeah, which oh. uh, is actually very relevant. Because you said, uh, actually, I'll just pull it because I paraphrase. I'm like, I'm going to get it wrong. Let's see. Oh, here we go. Oh, wow. So flattered. You said, why is everyone concerned about dying alone? I don't even want people to see me eating spaghetti. <laughs> okay. Very funny and relevant. So um, this game is called Dying Alone or Eating Spaghetti. I don't know if you've ever oh. played, uh, what is it? Uh, pancakes or waffles, but you just have to pick. It's kind of like a would you rather, but you pick one and then I'll keep adding new ones and then you have oh, okay. to pick. So let's see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Basically, would you rather. So yeah. would you rather. Okay. First one, going by your tweet. Dying alone or somebody watch you eat spaghetti. Dying alone. Okay. So would you rather dying alone or spill red wine on the bride at a wedding? Um, and let's say they're not like a super close friend, but you're you're like they no, know. No, dying yeah. alone. Okay, dying alone. <laughs> okay. Dang. Okay, so you'd rather <laughs> wait, so so you'd rather die alone, right? Not yeah. okay. So yeah, that's yeah. that's scary. Yeah, yeah agree. Yeah. Okay. Dying alone or release your iPhone notes publicly. Oh, do I have anything embarrassing on there? It's mostly my set lists and like what I want to do in Animal Crossing. <laughs> um, no, I would release my my, okay, my okay. notes. It's releasing your iPhone. So okay, so there might be some good jokes in there. Yeah, you know? it could be fun. <laughs> release your iPhone notes publicly, or um, the are you are you more interested in writing or performing? I, I'm catering this question. Ooh, I mean both, but let's okay. say performing. Okay, let's say but that's why I'm here for in LA. Okay, so release your iPhone notes publicly, or your only chance to ever do stand-up on TV um, is on The Ellen Show, and <laughs> that's it. And you can never do it again. I mean, I feel like that's... I'm, I'm not... I don't want to be too revealing here, but I'm like, I feel like that's pretty good for where I could aim. I could get okay, a lot okay. worse than that. So, okay. no, I would I would perform on Ellen. Okay, so um, have, be a one-hit wonder on The Ellen Show, <laughs> or make out with someone who looks just like your dad. Oh, no, the, the Ellen. Oh, okay. Ellen. <laughs> Okay. Um, be a one-hit wonder on the Ellen show, or you have to put a poster of Mel Gibson on your wall, like in a visible place when people come in your apartment. No, Ellen. I actually think Ellen's like pretty good. Okay, wow. Honestly, to be on TV in the States is like why I'm here. Yes. Okay. So we found yeah. the, the, the cure to um, the yeah, Diana. I'll do it now. on Corden too. I know we don't like him, great. but I'll do it. <laughs> I love it. Um, I love that we have broken this pattern and that's the first step to healing is breaking patterns. It's true. I mean, we, I'm not even dying alone anymore, so yeah. that's pretty great. And you're going to be a star in Ellen. No. <laughs> you know, it worked for those two girls in the tutus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let the listeners know where they can find you, follow you, follow your comedy, whatever you want to plug. Yeah. Uh, I'm mostly on Instagram and Twitter. I'm very on Twitter. I'm at the Cassie Cow. Uh, Cow is spelled C-A-O. Cool. And yeah. you can follow this podcast at real father long legs and this is you can tell me anything thank you thank you
Thank you for listening to You Can Tell Me Anything. You can follow this podcast on Instagram at RealFatherLongLegs. This podcast was written and produced by Teresa Lee on the Hoo Ha Podcast Network. If you would like to donate or support the production, you can do so at paypal.me slash you can tell me anything. The Hoo Ha team is Ashley McAtee, Audrey Pavar, Maggie Weath Austin, Kari Asad, and Stephanie Bignot. Theme song was written and performed by Cody Johnston. Outro music by Shipwreck Sailor. Thank you so much.